You're listening to Honest Participants Only, a Dream Days Experience podcast. On today's episode, I have with me Dr. Ben Ritter. He is a leadership and empowerment coach. He says that it's his mission to help others cultivate what took him over eight years to learn on his own. Um, All he wanted in his darkest moments was someone to help him, someone with any answer at all. He also is a leading, he also leads and empowers entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs to create the career they love. I nearly got really tongue-tied. I'm so sorry, Ben. How are you? Hi. (laughs) Hi. And and there are a lot of syllables and words that tend to, it's almost like a rhyme. So I I imagine (laughs) without practice, it'd be easy to get tongue-tied. Absolutely. Do you know what, though? It's important that we get out there what you do and who you are. Um, Before we came on, before we press record on this podcast, I was just saying that the short, you're a leadership and empowerment coach, that does not tell people enough about who you are in a sentence, does it? Because your story is amazing. Well, I really appreciate that. I think a huge part about what I do is also help people build their networks and their environment that will help them thrive towards their goals and desires. And a huge part of that is being able to tell your story so quickly <laughs> that you are eventually going to just leave certain bits and pieces of it out. So I appreciate that you, that you notice the, like the story behind the story as well. Absolutely. I, I think that's something that I'm passionate about. I do a load of things in life and I have my own story. Um, and, and the reason I have my own story or I, I put an emphasis on story is because I had that so many times in my life where I was like saying to people, oh yeah, it's A, B and C. And they were like, tell me more about D, E, F, G. Do you know what I mean? So I tend to notice those things. I'm very sensitive to the impact that any part of someone's story can have. So I'm really glad that you allowed me to do that, to be fair. Thank you. So, yeah. <laughs> No, go, go ahead. I was going to say, and, and A, B, and C is, is just kind of, it's what you want other people to know about your story and how, you know, what you put into A, B, and C are going to change depending on who you're speaking to or what year it is in your life or what you just went through. And so it's, I think when you're telling people your story, you want to get everything out, but it's, it's more important to, to have the underlying values that are important to you communicated. So don't worry so much about what you're telling people, but what you're telling them conveys. Yes, absolutely. Um, So tell me, it says that you lead and empower entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. What's the difference? Well, they're very similar, except the entrepreneur tends to enjoy having a little bit more security. They're a little bit less risk averse. So they're the innovators, they're the creatives, they're the achievement oriented business professionals within organizations. They're leading change, they're taking risks, they're speaking their mind, they're taking on extra projects, but they're doing it in a way where they they have a salary, they have a a paycheck each week. The entrepreneur has to wear many hats. They have a lot of the same characteristics, but they also tend to have to learn marketing and sales and prospecting and maybe managing a team. And they're not sure where their next paycheck is going to come from. I think I might know that person, that's, that's me. <laughs> uh, and I think uh, both, both types of person, uh, they, they deal with a lot of the same struggles and issues. And you know, with my background, I, I tell everyone, 
that I don't know if I'm going to stay an entrepreneur for the rest of my life. If I find something that meets all of my needs and values within an, within an organization, like it's, I, I just want to, to work each and every day in a, in a manner that is motivating, exhilarating, that aligns with my values. And that has nothing to do with entre- being an entrepreneur. It has everything to do with what I'm actually doing and spending my time on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you, do you class yourself as any one of those things? When I was working for an organization, there was a time where I was an entrepreneur, but being an entrepreneur has its difficulties because if you don't feel that your work is meaningful, if you, if you tell the story to yourself that your work has to give you meaning, which is a lie, uh, you can become demotivated. You can tend to pull back from your work. You can almost kind of hide away from being the entrepreneur that you truly are because you don't feel that the work is right. You, feel, you don't feel that it's aligned. You feel stuck. You start to feel overwhelmed and underutilized. Um, and so I actually pulled away from my work. As I pulled away from who I was as an, uh, as an entrepreneur, and devoted all my time to becoming an entrepreneur. So at this point in time, I'm an entrepreneur that wants to inspire entrepreneurs to be more accountable for their own levels of job satisfaction and fulfillment. And I'm an entrepreneur that also wants to do the same for entrepreneurs themselves because entrepreneurship has so many struggles when it comes to fear of judgment and a lack of confidence um, and just what it takes to really form a business and apply your values to your work each and every day. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge undertaking because, because you lived a life, because you've been an entrepreneur and now you're an entrepreneur, you understand how difficult balancing everything, life, the work, the passion, family, whatever it is that each entrepreneur has going on, um, it, it's, it's huge and you have to balance it with your everyday. I know for me, for instance, I'm an internal insomniac. So I have to balance the fact that everybody around me is up and alert during the day. And actually, I'm not a day sleeper, so I'm also up during the day. But I'm much less alert. I become alive at night time. <laughs> I get all my creative stuff done then. And so that balance of kind of juggling who I am and my identity and my creative side alongside life and needing to speak to people about things during the time that they're alert or during business hours or whatever can be a huge thing. So how do you, how do you connect with people whose lives don't follow the usual, for instance, nine to five? And I'm just picturing you standing outside in the moonlight, like gathering your power and energy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so the name of my company is Live For Yourself. And it's because I personally believe that there's no right way to live. Uh, there are some things that can help with motivation and can help with starting, you know, creating a business and succeeding in those areas of your life. But truly, you need to live for yourself. And so if you gather your energy and power and focus from the evening, then there are things that you can do for yourself to build your business or to work that are focused in the evening. Or there are structures and processes that you can create for the daytime when you're not fully alert and focused that can make things easier for you. So you're more effective and more efficient. And you're focusing on, you know, the one thing that creates the greatest ROI for you. So it really is about how can you craft your current environment and your world toward what you enjoy, who you are, where you gather your energy from. Instead of trying to fit, you know, a square peg into a round hole, how can you create a world around you that works for you? 
because we all have that power. We just have oh, to feel absolutely. empowered to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something I preach on about to people all the time about identity and understanding who you are and what your why is. But when you have such a range of, because I'm assuming, and please forgive me for the assumption, but I'm assuming you have such a range of um, clients and people who come to you for coaching that what you must do, what you do with them must be quite bespoke. And I think that's what the, the beauty of at least having the perspective um, that I have in terms of coaching and leadership development, and personal development. It's, I have systems and processes that are focused on helping individuals create that world for themselves. Because I have, I work with physicians, I've worked with models, I've worked with consultants, I work with other coaches, and it's, you know, I've worked with logistics managers. I've never worked in those fields, but it really is, you know, people tend to, to struggle from the same issues. Regardless. And they're not, yeah, regardless of where they're working. Yeah. And if, if you could develop those skills that focus on themselves, the clarity, the confidence, uh, the control over their environment and their own self, emotional awareness and relationship awareness, and then help them realize like what, how they can make better decisions that serve them and feel confident to make those decisions. It doesn't matter what you do. Those are just characteristics of, of self-leadership. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Um, at what point then, so we're getting onto your story now. <laughs> At what point did you realize, I mean, can you tell us a bit about your story and then tell me at what point did you realize that you had this gift that you could then share forward? I know that you learned it because you experienced it. This wasn't, you didn't go to college to go and study this and decide, right, this is what I'm going to do. You did that. But the reason you've done this is because of your own story. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. And thank you for that introduction. It, it's strange because I, I I tell people all the time, you know, I'm a coach that never wanted to be a coach. <laughs> and you know, I, I, the, the first person I ever coached is myself. Mm. And it was because I, I wanted to be a professional soccer player. And so I dedicated my entire life to, to learning how to play soccer. And all my, all the only TV I watched was soccer. The only books I read were about soccer that I practiced three times a day. And I only was going through university because I wanted to get good grades so I could stay on the team and, <laughs> you know, be respected in that, in that sense. And, and then I failed. And uh, my entire self-identity was, was dis destroyed in a way where I, I didn't really have friends. I, I didn't have any sort of other interests or passions or values that I knew of. And I didn't know even what to do with my time. And I had to, I had to invest in myself. I had to invest in creating an identity for myself. And the only sources of that information were, you know, were, business books and personal development books. And so I just ended up, you know, my passion became learning about how to find my passions and how to develop as an individual. And that was kind of the start of the, the coaching process for, for myself. And that, that, that's kind of the, the first pillar. And I'll, I'll pause there for a moment before moving on, if you have any reflections or questions about that. Well, I just think that it's, it's still, I mean, you say it so matter of factly, like, you know, I, I did this and then I failed and then I had to coach myself. But actually, a lot of people have these dreams and they, they go forward with that in mind and then they fail and then they settle and then they become kind of 
okay, well, this is my life now. And they settle for mediocrity or whatever it is, but you didn't, which tells me something different about your character. Is that something you recognize in yourself? I wonder if those skills only developed because I was so involved in, you know, reaching that other goal. Right. Like that, that drive, that achievement orientation, that focus, um, that knowledge that if I wanted to succeed in something, I had to become an expert in it. Mm. And I, I do, I do say that that's, you know, being achievement oriented has its downsides, but it also allowed me to become the person that I am today. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what, what happened next? Well, through exploring who I was, I, I tried to pick some sort of career path, some sort of next step. And you know, I thought about wanting to go to medical school. I thought, how could I make a greater impact on the world? Because I was very interested in, in food and nutrition and, and physical fitness because they played such a huge role in, in my, my past experiences. Uh, um, I ended up actually wanting to start a business during that time in that, in that field. And if, you, if you've ever kind of dived into personal development books, the uh, professional development books, a lot of them can revolve around entrepreneurship. And so I also was studying about entrepreneurship and how to start a company and business. And I was going to and didn't have the confidence I needed in myself. And I decided to go back to grad school. And because uh, when you don't know who you are, <laughs> you, go, you go back to school, which is not <laughs> something that I always recommend, but that was part of my journey. And, and it, which, was, which is an interesting part of my journey because I studied entrepreneurship and I studied health policy. I became very interested in, again, creating a, a positive social impact on the world. And, and part of me was like, okay, I, you know, it's so hard to change behavior because it took me, it's taken me four years now up to this point, five years to change my behavior. You know, we're going to change policy. Policy will help change behavior without actually having to change anyone. It's, yeah. it's interesting how my mind worked in that regard. Uh, and I became really interested in changing health policy. And um, out of grad school, I, I ended up working for the Illinois Department of Public Health. And uh, right at that time, the recession was, was, hidden pretty hard in the United States and every job that I had was, was cut. Uh, see, so now, every, this, <laughs> yeah, this is a really important, this is a really interesting part of your story that I, I just was like, Oh my goodness, because it sounds like as you're reading. So guys, if you go to Benjamin hyphen Ritter.com, you can read his full story there. But as you're reading, you're like, okay, fine, great. You're landing on your feet. You know, there's a point at which you're, you say, I worked odd jobs that would test my social comfort zones and full-time professional jobs on average 60 to 80 hours a week and tried anything and everything that came my way. I was basically my own dating coach, life coach, business coach, success coach, leadership coach, you name it. Up to this point, point coaching was something I did for myself and not for others. You go down, you, you speak about a couple of other things you did, which, you know, I, I don't want to skim over them, but I, I really want to get to the part where it's like, I applied for and received a grant for six months of life, life coaching for public health professionals. Coaching started to influence my life in, in a variety of ways. And later on, you go on to say everything you did, <laughs> every time <laughs> you won, it was pulled away from you again. And it just is like, are you kidding me? You know? I just, I yeah. just, I don't know. It, I mean, I think, and I think what's so important to know that that's not uncommon. 
Yeah. No, it's, it's very rare that someone will get the first job they apply for and it's going to be their dream job or their like anything that they desire, even if it's working out, you know, it's, it could be stripped away at any moment. I was listening to a show today and they were quoting, they were quoting Jim Carrey. I think he was saying in a speech once that, uh, you know, you can, you can fail at something you don't love doing. So why wouldn't you risk doing something you love? Yeah. And that was very true. But every, everything that I did fail in, you know, if you could see it as failure, was something that added to my career path. Absolutely. You know, I do what, I do what I'm doing today because of every single thing that has happened to me. And I'm sure that in five years from now, I'm going to be doing something that is going to be an added, you know, a combination of everything that I've done. Yeah, because you, you go on to say, um, there's a part at which you say, I, because you, you started to win, right? And so you got promoted to an executive level position, which was a great career move, comma. But once the dust settled, I realized I didn't really like my job. So it's exactly what you're saying, but that's the other side to it is that actually we can win at the things we hate as well, you mm -hmm. know? And if you keep winning at the things you hate, it doesn't change the fact that you, that you hate them. Um, yeah. Or you can, you can win in something that you partially find enjoyment from, but if you don't have the mindset that you actually are the source of that enjoyment, eventually you may lead, it may lead you down a path where you have, have lost that. Uh, because I think a, a huge part of, of what I believe in and, and what I coach is just this idea of personal accountability and the, the idea that you need to create meaning from your life and from your work and that no one, no one is going to give it to you. You may, someone may offer an opportunity that is more aligned to who you are, which is you can create, you can take meaning from, but no one's giving you that. You're creating that. You, and so purpose has played a huge role in my life. And uh, I, I personally believe that you, who is the source of your purpose? It's you. Who is the source of meaning? It's you. And so no matter what you desire or love or believe in, it is never greater than who you are, ever. And you're like, it cannot be because it is, it is a creation of you. You are the God of your own purpose. And, and so at any point in time, you could decide to do something else that maybe isn't this purpose that you've developed and you can find a way to create meaning from it. You can change your perspective. You could change the role. You could make a connection and and now have a greater, a greater level of enjoyment and fulfillment that you never thought were truly possible from the things that you're doing. I just, I love that so much. You are the God of your own purpose. That absolutely makes so much sense. It's so relatable. Um, yeah, thank you for that. So you, you went and you, you know, you got promoted and you got this job and then the recession hit. What happened then? Well, so when, when the recession hit when I was out of grad school, all, I was planning on working in public health. That was my career path. That's what I was going to do. And um, there was two and a half years of not getting a job, of, of me bartending, of dressing up as costume characters and going out and promoting movies, uh, doing you know, working in hospitality, working odd jobs, um, and trying to find a full-time job. But during that time, I, coaching kept coming up. I got hired to be a, a part-time coach and, and, and run this boot camp program throughout the United States. I was selected for six months of free life coaching. Um, and it, when I finally did start, work, start working in healthcare at the same time, I was selected for 16 months of leadership training and coaching. Mm -hmm. And it, um, it, it just kept influencing my life um, to, to, to the point where 
I couldn't ignore it anymore. And it became the source of meaning for me. It became a source of enjoyment for me. And I knew that I wanted to get more involved in the field. And this is when I'm not even working in the field other than part-time with, with my own side business at the time. I'm working in healthcare, I'm an executive, and I'm trying to craft my job to be more about leadership development, to be more focused on coaching. And it was working, but it was working too slowly. So I could have ignored it. I could have put my head down. I could have made a really good salary. I could have ended up probably you know, in, in a higher level of a higher level position of where I was, but it wasn't what I wanted. And I'm not someone to sit down and let life pass me by. So I decided to go back to school, get my doctorate, form a new business, and just really take life by the reins and, and, and make a huge pivot from where I currently was. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting though, because wasn't wasn't that pivot a risk for you you can always leverage risk mm. you can always find ways to create a safety net underneath you and there was a a video going around for a while with arnold schwarzenegger who is saying don't have a plan b burn your burn your boats mm. you know jump in your ship and go and I find that very difficult to support and believe in because if you don't feel safe, so if you don't feel that you have money coming in, if you don't feel that you have a roof over your head, if you don't feel that you have food on the table, it will be very hard to think clearly. It will be very hard to, to put yourself out there in other ways. You'll, if you're constantly living in a state of stress, there is very little room for creativity and innovation. Yeah. And so during that time in my life, I, I leveraged my risk. You know, I, I worked at nights, I bartended, I, I kept my full-time job for as long as I needed to until I was making money for my business. You know, I, I, I did things that I needed to do to ensure that I was never going to be without a boat, right? Where I never was going to be in the ocean treading water. Yeah. I, I just think that's really powerful. And I think, um, more than that it's relatable because being it's what you said just now about not feeling safe oh one second <laughs> it's actually the perfect time for him to come perfect um yeah so it's actually what you said about feeling safe to me that makes the most sense because there there's there are many times where your focus is split between being sensible or being safe or making sure that the the kind of you know everyday life things are taken care of and believing and trusting and knowing what you can do with your purpose um i think that i know i i now know exactly who i am and i'm living it one doing this podcast is one of those things um but i know there was a time many years ago where identity for me and who i was and what my purpose was and my why were lost to me i didn't even know the questions to ask to kind of find those out um, so 
so how did you find those things out for yourself how did you figure out well you've spoken to us about your purpose and and kind of going I need to do something different but how did you then put things in place to kind of get you from where you were to where you are now because it can't have been straightforward okay now I know what I want to do now all I have to do is this because if it was that straightforward we'd all do it how did you figure out your path yeah and building off the last thing we mentioned as you go down your path you're going to meet new people and have new experiences that are going to teach you new things about what you can do with your purpose, what you can do with your values, what you can do with your passions. And it is a journey. And the reason why you want to stay, you know, have some level of safety is because that journey isn't overnight. That, that journey can be for the rest of your life, but in terms of, you know, monetizing anything that can take three to five years. And, as you adapt and learn about yourself, your message is going to change. The things you want to build are going to change. And so if you have a level of safety, it allows you to have that freedom to not be pigeonholed into something that you don't truly love. And so when it, when it comes to myself, it very much has been that journey. You know, my messaging has changed from, from who I want to work with to who I am working with to what I'm offering. My systems have developed over my research and over my experiences. And at the, at the foundation of all of that, at, at what's driving everything are my values. And, and so it's not what I'm doing, it's why I'm doing it. And I really sat down and asked myself, well, when, when was I the happiest? When, when have I felt fulfilled in my life? And if you don't have those memories or those experiences, then I'd say it's time to start testing some things out. But a lot of us have at least three to five experiences and memories that we can pull from to say, okay, so I was happy and fulfilled during this time. What are the themes of these experiences and memories? What can I pull from? from these memories that allow me to learn about myself and what I really truly enjoy doing and who I am as a person. And what are the experiences that I really disliked and I was struggling through and had a hard time even wanting to get up in the morning? And what is the opposite of that? What is the opposite of that? And what, how can I learn about myself from those memories and experiences? And so how can you, how can you learn from your past story to help you create your future story? And that's really what I did for myself. So in doing that for yourself and you, you not only were you qualified now, you also had learned a lot about your own journey, where you wanted to be, your own identity, what your purpose was, your why. Um, when did this become, you know, Benjamin-Ritter.com, when did this really mm -hmm. become a thing that was going to be your brand, your identity, your who you are to everybody else because there's um i'm putting on an event at the moment and it's called curate your genius and it's for people to understand you know how they can be creative how they can kickstart their creative careers that type of thing and one of the things i speak to them about is identity and when what we're doing creatively stops being for ourselves and starts to be for someone else there's a kind of point in our lives at which that happens and I, I would love to know when that kind of happened for you. I wish I was around you to attend that event, by the way. <laughs> uh, and I, I say that, you know, this, this journey, this self-reflection happened way too late for me. And 
think I'm trying to do that for others a lot sooner because I spent five or six years developing a brand that I didn't feel was right for me. Right. And I knew it wasn't right for me while I was developing it, but I thought it was the easiest path. And that took me at least a year to two years to change. So if you can sit down before you start developing your identity to define who you are and it feels right to you, you're going to be at an advantage, uh, an advantage that I, that I didn't have because rebranding does take some time and effort and energy. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. when the brand is you. Exactly. And, and that's really what it was. It was, it was myself. It was a company name, but so when I sat down to develop this new brand, it wasn't just what do I stand for, but it was how do I now pivot, not only in my career, but in my own brand mm-hmm. at that same time. Um, and building, building a brand, it, once you have one established with your blood, sweat, and tears, it, it is very painful to turn away from something. But you have to look at that as a sunk cost, as something that doesn't feel right. And you have to honor that. Yeah. Because it's not going to change. So you're just going to keep keep almost living a lie per se. And and if your brand is you, that can be rather it can cause some dissonance and stress and can really affect your levels of motivation. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not sure if I answered your question. So oh, if no, I haven't, please did. repeat it. No, you did. You really did. Um I think you answered it better than I asked it, I think. <laughs> um absolutely. So you run a consultation, a consultancy called LFY Consulting. And it says that you focus on guiding entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. Is that all you do? And, and, and that sounds really bad, actually. I don't mean to answer the question in that way, as in all you do, like that, that, that's nothing important. No, I feel that, I guess I'm asking you for an expansion on what that is, because Again, it's very kind of elevator pitch. This is what I do. This is what I can do. But I would love to know what you can do for my listeners or what people around you could, how they could benefit from your kind of input in their lives. Yeah, so there is, there is the, coaching, uh, the coaching business. And mm-hmm. I, by the way, I found this question interesting. And I find the way you rephrased it interesting because very often I'll have conversations with people and they'll say, so... So what do you really want to do? Like, what do you want to do? <laughs> and it's like double my business. I, I don't know. I don't understand that question. Maybe in 10 or 15 years when I'd love to become an advocate for some of the other things I care about, but I really don't. Can you rephrase the question, please? <laughs> like, do you, and it's, it's strange when you run your own business it's compared to maybe being in a full-time position at a, at a company you can ask that question to someone working full-time, like, well, so, you know, where do you see your career path going? And when you run your own business and it's your brand, it's really the expansion of the brand, the, the, you know, the great growing a larger audience, altering more, more impacting more people's lives. Um, But there are, there are a variety of things that I do other than coaching clients to pivot in their careers or launch their businesses or figure out a way to, to create a career that they love from, from a, career that they have a job that they have um, and working with organizations to create you know creating leadership development strategies for their senior leaders that is great but there is that there are other things that I do and I host monthly events where I host two to three events to really cultivate a community of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs and 
I have one actually in a few days on the topic of connection. Okay. I have a podcast. Um, I volunteer as a mentor for future founders, which is entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs. Um, I volunteer. I'm, I do nonprofit pro bono consulting. So uh, really this past year after my brand was established and it has been established for the past for the past couple of years, but it was on a very, very solid footing. I had the opportunity then to start cultivating an environment that allows me to to not only expand my network, but also to kind of diversify what I do every day. And I'd recommend that for anyone. If you have a passion, go out there, go volunteer your time for a group that could utilize your skills. Not only will you give back, but you'll meet new people. And a part of your part of your soul, a part of your heart will be ignited that wasn't really wasn't really before. You are truly so inspirational. Um, we're, we're coming to the end of the main interview, but I want to, before we jump into the, you know, kind of more fun bit, um, not that this isn't fun. I keep saying things today that sound like I'm just, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I have um, very high expectations for the next <laughs> bit now. <laughs> no, really, it's just, it's just like this bit, just about sillier things. Um, this is important. So... I really want to wrap up by reading from your website again. I know I've done it like three times today, but it's because actually you've put everything that I think is really pertinent to this interview on your site. So that's why I think you've put it really well. And that's why I want to read it from here. So you say, I see parts of my journey in each of my clients and I can feel what they're going through because I've gone through it. I'll work in one-to-one -one coaching sessions through Zoom, part video and audio, along with personalized assignments and follow-up emails, lead them towards building the skills and life that they deserve. This is the bit that I, I was waiting to get to. Each day, I'm grateful for the experiences that have led me to the opportunity to work with people that are struggling with issues that are directly related to my past. I represent things that can change. There is more, and it's within your grasp. I think speaking about what you do and how you can help by stating that is probably the most powerful thing on your website. Um, you know, there are things that are on there that are probably more practical in terms of, right, I need someone to coach me. I need this, this, and this. I'm going to go and click on the links that say, help me now, or, you know, whatever it is. But for me reading this, that lets me know that you're more likely to get it than maybe the next person who's got a very clinical website or, and your website's great. It's, it's very clean, you know, it's straightforward. There's, there's not loads of confusing links or anything like that. But I wanted to kind of highlight that because I think what struck me about you in doing my research is the fact that your brand and what you do are you the two are the same you're not just a coach at work and then you go home and you're Ben with the family and at work you're Dr Ritter you are one and the same and I think that really comes across would you agree with that I, I appreciate that and I think that's really what I've spent time trying to create over the past couple of years and you know my hope is that you know, first we can do that for our jobs. How do we craft a job that is more similar to who we are, who, for no matter who or what you work on? But then can we do that for organizations next? Mm -hmm. And, you know, can we change the culture in our work environment 
to be more focused on how do we take this person and how do we help them feel like, you know, not that, you know, of course you want to go home and forget about work, but how can you at least feel that your work is part of you? And then how can we make it so that you don't have to leave an organization to get a higher paying job or to, you know, continue on your career path? How do we then create organizations that can take you and then lift you up and move you forwards in a way that still keeps the part of you that's connected to your work connected? And that, that's my vision. Yeah. So that, that's really, I appreciate you bringing that up. No problem. I am so grateful that you are out there in the world doing this work. And from my perspective, you're succeeding <laughs> you're, because that's what came across. And the fact that you kind of co-signed my interpretation of what you've put out there means that you're doing, you're doing something right. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I also feel that the, the time is, is right. Um, there are a lot of people going through what I have gone through. And there are a lot of people that are struggling to find who they are and, and work that fits that or how to mold their work and feel more empowered at work to do that for themselves or to create a business that can do that. And, you know, you, you even mentioned that you went through that. And I'd love to hear more about that if we don't have time now than at a future date. Yeah. But it is, it is a struggle. And if I can connect with, with people that are going through that and relate to that uh, and help them through that, that's, that's where I find my inspiration. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, towards the end, we're going to do a couple of fun things now. But towards the end, I will ask you to remind people where they can find you, how they can get in contact, all of the important stuff. So hold uh, just to don't go anywhere <laughs> is basically what i'm saying <laughs> that's coming soon um the next part of the interview i call i say this every single week i don't know why i still say it and i still call it the same thing so i say to people the next part is a quick fire part but it's not actually quick fire you can answer as you know your answers can be as long or as short as you wish so i don't know why i still call it quick fire i'm sorry anyway <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's just a bit about getting to know you. So it's some random questions. Some are more deep than others. Some are really benign. But um, yeah, let's jump into it. So milkshakes, vanilla or banana? <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as they're dairy free, I'll go for milk. I'll go for, for, for vanilla. Oh, you're one of those really good people <laughs> in the world that we should all be trying to be like. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, eat, eat whatever you want. I just, I changed my diet many, many moons ago because of things that I was trying to do. And, and now it's become a part of who I am. And I just try to live a life that's nutritionally healthy and mentally healthy and all that, all that jazz, oh, no, spiritually no, no. healthy. Oh no, no, we should absolutely all be trying to do that. So <laughs> don't give us permission to do what we want. That's, that's bad. So <laughs> what is your favorite Netflix show? Hmm. I keep having these sidebars. So I have Amazon Prime. Right. I don't have Netflix. Okay. Uh, and, and currently, uh, I just watched Feed. Okay. Which I don't know if you've heard of it. I haven't, but I'm writing it down. <laughs> so, so basically, if you've ever seen Black Mirror, it's kind of like, oh, an, yeah. it expands on one of their episodes where everyone has the ability to record their experiences through their eyes. So it's almost like take your phone, take your computer, and now make that an implant in your brain. And so it's this whole world that is connected. You, know, you get social media through your eyes. Uh, you could 
it's it's very it was very interesting and it, it's interesting because it could happen and so that i won't i won't ruin the show but it, it was it was a fun it was a fun little Excellent. veg out thank you do you know what i normally just ask that question because it's interesting but i've just had something new to put on my list so i'm happy um <laughs> what is the craziest thing you have ever done <laughs> PG rated. <laughs> yes. uh, I, I can't say it was crazy. So it's, it's hard to go through the, the memory logs at the moment. So I'll just say something that was a little bit more unique. I was a live cast model. One time I was doing my odd jobs, which meant that I sat in a chair while I had plaster poured on me. And they used my upper torso and face to be the model for Civil War soldiers at a museum. Oh. So now in a, in a, in a war <laughs> museum, in I think it's like in Kenosha or something, they have a bunch of soldiers that look like me. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best answer for that question I've ever had, honestly. Um, do you often get people coming up to you and say, I, I, I recognize you? <laughs> <laughs> I still want to make it out there. I haven't actually gone to see them. So. That is so cool. How do you even land a job like that? That's brilliant. Well done, you. Okay. Thank you, thank you. Do you have any siblings? Yes, I have an older sister. Okay, great. That was a very random question with just one answer okay <laughs> <laughs> i could expand but i'm like i yeah and she she is a, a a wonderful mind to have in my life she she's an expert writer and editor and so whenever i would write anything she was i mean she is a huge reason why i have the brand that i do i'll tell you that not you know, she hasn't done a lot of any sort of copy or things like that but my book my journal articles i've submitted to websites in the past so it's if you have a family member that has some skills and you you can you can uh, work with that relationship without causing family conflict go for it yeah i'm that family member so <laughs> trust me my family are all like shay we have something we need yeah mm -hmm, i'm that i'm your sister basically so <laughs> tell us about your best friend oh i don't think i can pick one person oh. uh, but i've to be honest, I have I have some incredible friends that I only have because I've also decided to invest in them, and I think we all can say that about our best friends. But now that I'm you know mid thirties, you really do have to take in some extra effort. So one person that I'd highlight um, is is a world traveler. He inspired me in a way to to also jump on that plane and travel the world. And so I I met him. We recently met up in Colombia because he lives in Australia and spent two weeks together just traveling and sharing and stories that we've had because we don't live near each other anymore. And, and if you can you know, invest, invest in those relationships, if they're special, give them a call randomly, send them an email, do anything you can to keep in touch. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Thank you. Just a couple more on this and then we'll, we'll get to the next section. Who is your celebrity crush? Uh, you know, when you asked me about TV shows and, and celebrities, and if you ask me about music next, we're in trouble. Uh, or what sports team uh, I love. That one I, I, have, I have to admit, I, I am very, I am not, I have not devoted like any brain power to, to having a, to knowing those things. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I just have to be completely honest. No problem. My, my, my water cooler talk is, is, not, is not as pop culture friendly. <laughs> no, Cardassian talk, no. <laughs> okay, do you know what ASMR is? I could make something up, but it wouldn't be that funny <laughs> off the cuff. Please tell me. So the reason I even answer, I don't always ask this question, right? So I've got a bunch of questions that I wrote and a load that I've sourced from other places. This question is my own because ASMR has been a big part of my life. So um, one of the best ways to describe it is it stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And it's, you will have seen loads of videos in the last like maybe 10 years or so, but it didn't have a name before but it's always been around so perhaps when you were in school as a child and the teacher leaned over and she was speaking to you but she didn't want to speak really you know in a in a bold voice and it gave you that sense of wanting to go to sleep or feeling really relaxed it's that it's the kind of response it's a physical response you have um to something that's relaxing so for some people it can be they can be watching someone fold something rhythmically. For others, it's whispering. For others, really weird people, it's eating sounds. So <laughs> that's what ASMR is. And the reason I chose to ask you this question today is because your voice is so relaxing, honestly. So I thought you might, I thought somebody may have told you in the past that you should, you should be an ASR, ASMR artist. <laughs> oh, well, I will now have to look that up. And it's a compliment and some information. I yeah. can ask for more. I aim to please. Um, last few questions on this section then. What do your worst days consist of? Mm. So every month or so, I will step back and actually look at my own systems. The live system is the decision-making process that helps people make decisions that are, that are more aligned to who they are. And I'll, I'll have to step back because almost... Every month, I'll start, our style, Ari will start feeling a little off and either, uh, you know, self-doubt or, uh, you know, why do I do what I do? And I'd have to, I have to sit down and put some pen to paper and gain some clarity and kind of re-motivate myself. And it is... You know, when you when you run a business that is bound to happen, if you're if you if you're wearing a lot of hats, if you are just living a life with a lot of external stresses, or you're, you're devoting your time to a lot of different things, that is bound to happen as well. Am I so the, the worst days are the days where I don't I don't feel like I am, you know, that I don't have the clarity that I need, or I'm making the progress that I want, or I can't fully remember the meaning behind the things that I'm doing. And I admit I'm human. I have to I have to remember. And so I'll sit back and I'll take some time, about an hour of just self-care to, to flush and face those feelings that I have and to create that clarity and to make sure that I know why I do the things that I do again, right? Keep it front of mind. Yeah. Um, and if you don't do that, if you ignore those feelings, ooh, they will get worse. <laughs> they will get worse. You see, even in, even in answering a question about your worst days, you cannot help but put a kind of positive spin on it. I think that that has to be a character thing, right? That has to be who you actually are. I think it's the, the you know, it's taken some time right, to have this lens. Yeah. I think that was one of the first things that I focused on creating, you know, over eight, nine years ago. 
was how do you perceive the world in a way that serves you? And perceiving it in a way that is negative and victimizing is not going to serve you. Mm-hmm. And, and why, you know, we have one life and why not live it to the, in a way that brings the most positivity to your life as possible? Honestly, I only recognize it because my friends tease me for doing exactly the same thing. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's definitely something that I, I identify with. Um, your best days consist of? Ooh, my best days consist of speaking to someone new, speaking to someone that I already know and love, making some progress, which means staying, you know, on on point with with what I'm trying to do and and how I'm trying to impact the world and some sort of physical fitness. So playing, playing soccer, going to the gym. Um, And then of course, speaking to a family member here and there, like father, I'm really close to my mother, sister. Pretty simple. And and some cat cuddles. I have a cat. So some cat cuddles. (laughs) Excellent. Don't forget your cat. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. We are now at, my most favorite part of my section of the interview and what I mean by that is the main part of the interview is is all yours in terms of the interviewee and I love that part and this is the part that I kind of put onto you it's called letter to yourself the instructions are simple you're writing a letter either to your future or your past self what does it say there are two rules you start your letter dear Ben and you end you you sign your letter off however you want so um yeah over to you so I'm going to write a letter to my future self because I think we spent most of the episode talking about my past self (laughs) Um, and I'd go dear Ben don't forget me I am the source of your experiences and what has made you who you are. And despite the fact that you may be looking forward and what to create next, what you've already created is pretty, pretty incredible. Uh, The people that you've touched, the people that are close to you, the experiences that you've had, even if they haven't led to what you wanted, have all, have all been part of your journey and who you are today. So wherever you are and whatever you're doing, whatever you're trying to work on, I hope you remember to pause and to smile and to remember all the things that you have accomplished and succeeded in. And all the things that you have no idea, that you have no idea how they've impacted the world. And I just like, I just like you to Congratulate yourself and take a deep breath and remember that everything that you think you need to do that you probably already have done. Sincerely, your old self, Ben. (laughs) I'm literally speechless. That was an amazing letter to yourself. And you're the first person to ever do a letter to your future self. So the way you started it, literally, I actually caught I had a frog in my throat because you started dear Ben don't forget me and that again so you're good at this (laughs) you're 
you're so good at this and I really, really appreciate you doing it. So in wrapping up, where can people find you? Tell, tell, tell the people everything you need them to know. Yes. And I, again, I appreciate your compliments. I think I as well have a, a frog in my throat because I almost started tearing up because I think that, you know, when you're in touch with, I think a huge part of self-growth is self-awareness and it's very, you know, your story is always going to have some sort of emotional impact on you. Mm. Uh, and that, that doesn't, doesn't tend to lessen or go away. It's just, you tend to have to get in touch with it and accept it. Um, okay. So listeners can find me, uh, liveforyourselfconsulting.com. All the information is there about what I do and who I am. Uh, but if you want to just get in touch with me, you can send me an email at contact at benjamin-ritter.com. Um, I'm an open book. I will have conversations with people if they want to have conversations with me. Um, and I also release pretty regularly. I started this uh, about a month or two ago on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. So feel free to watch some of the free videos there and comment. And again, you know, whoever's responding, if, if someone's responding to you, it's me. <laughs> So it's for, if it's from my email address, okay, put that disclaimer out there or comments online and things like that. So uh, always happy to keep the conversation going. Excellent. Do you have any shout outs? Mm. Can I just, can I shout out to you? <laughs> I mean, you can. <laughs> no. Uh, so shout out to you for being amazing and awesome and an incredible interviewer and uh, the questions that you're asking. I, Every time I tell my story, every time I think back and reflect, it's like I'm writing that letter to my old self. And I feel like it honors, it honors myself and it, it honors my mission. And so I appreciate you and I shout out to you. Thank you so much. Okay, last question. If you only had one sentence left, oh, Siri, sorry. If you only had one question left, one sentence left in the world, what would you want everyone to know? This is throughout my website as well. And it's just that the most important leader is the one that's inside you. You can and should live for yourself. I love it. Thank you so much, Ben. I really appreciate you coming on. And do you know what? I feel like we've got so much more to talk about. So we have to uh, either connect some other way or whatever, or you've got to come back on the show. But I, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I appreciate you coming. Thank you so much. And, and thank you so much for having me. I was very, very honest with my desire to, to learn more about you and have another conversation. So let's, let's connect offline. Excellent. Thank you. This has been a Dream Days Experience production.